This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at nine ninety nine each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Merry Christmas! Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Chris. No! God, please, no! No! I know. I'm sorry, but he's cheap and available. How rude. Good evening, everybody. Uh, it's a very good evening from me. Uh, it's a very good evening from him. Thank you! I wasn't sure whether you were going to get that or not. <laughs> Welcome along, Doug. I hope you had a, uh, well, apart from the football for us, I hope you had a very good Christmas. 
I had a lovely Christmas, Chris, and uh, same, obviously, same to you and uh, and your family. And uh, yeah, it's it's quite weird being on sort of opposite sides this week, uh, <laughs> considering with all the watch-alongs and all the World Cup previews we did uh, together. This is yeah. this, this feels a little bit surreal. It does, it does. We'll hate each other for a couple of days, and then we'll be back to being friends again afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm very good at that. And like I say, I've, like I said before, I've upset a few Newcastle fans this week. Might as well go for Liverpool now. Um, did Santa empty a sack for you and, and fill your stockings? Yeah, I actually got. Uh, obviously, you can see the 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 sort of the white headset. I actually got a red and black one, um, so I'll be using that one tomorrow. I'll be using the new um, headset I got. Uh, I got um, as well. Yeah, um, I I was uh, spoilt, as they say, by uh, by the in laws, by my parents, by Rebecca, a lot of friends. It was a really really lovely Christmas, and obviously our first one is obviously Mister and Mrs. as well. It was very very special. Yeah, well, I must admit, I uh, I got a very strange present off um off a, a guy that just lives on the corner. He's a farmer up mm-hmm. in sort of middle, uh, central Dorset, and he popped around with his present. And I said, "What is it?" He went, "Oh, it's a it's a calculator." Has <laughs> started already, folks. <laughs> Oh yes, it has. <laughs> There's only one way to go. But let's uh, let's bring the the chats here. Uh, can you see the chat as well at your side? Yep, uh, yep. I've got my yeah. um, I've got my iPad here, so I can basically ah. um, read out comments as well. Brilliant, that's great. Well, BLE is in. Good evening, sir. How are you, uh, hey, Nicola? And as Alan says, yep. Yeah, R.I.P. Pelly. We were just talking about that and. Um, I'm of a certain age, and funny enough, I was in the when I did my show early. There was a couple in the, around my sort of age, being honest, a bit older than me, and uh, they were all saying, for us, Pelly was like the first global superstar that we knew. Yeah, um, I mean. I wasn't on. I wasn't fortunate enough to obviously watch him, but actually, when you watch sort of clips of him on on YouTube, he was the greatest um, of all time. Um, not many people won three World Cups, um, and there's not many people that's obviously scored like a thousand goals like like he did. But he was a wonderful football man, and he was a wonderful person with words as well. And I just think that the, the tribute from his family tonight just says about everything what Pelly was. He was a loving football man. Um, he will be sadly, sadly missed. Um, unfortunately, though, he has not been well for a while. Um, I think it was September 2021, I think he got his um, call on cancer. And unfortunately, he's just sort of deteriorated over the, the last couple of weeks. And you obviously get the news that, you know, his family were about to say goodbye to him and you know, I think you you got the message there that probably that was going to be, you know, within days, probably weeks or months. Um, very, very sad, but he has left a complete football legacy on everybody and he will be sorely, sorely missed by everybody. It is. And I said before, for me, that is a sad sight of football that we don't no longer see. Not the fact that we've got two giants of the game that are, both sort of went out to cancer. Um, 
Banya and, and Nadra are with us now, but that you've got yeah. two. And we were world champions when that came round. Uh, Brazil hadn't had a very good 66 World Cup, but you'd got probably the best striker in the world against the best defender in the world. And yet yeah. Brazil went on to win 1-0. Everybody says that that really should have been the final. Uh, but the fact that at mm. the end of the game, no matter what the result, and OK, it happened to be Brazil, that they, they could go up to each other and show that respect and appreciation to each other. Yeah, 100%. Was was that the game where Gordon Banks made an absolute worldy yeah. save against Pele? It was indeed, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, God rest his soul as well. I was very lucky to meet um, Gordon Banks a couple of... Uh, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was a wee while ago now, but it was like one of these sort of football convention things at Milton Keynes. Right. I managed to actually meet Gordon Banks, and that is one photo I will always treasure, was, was that photo. Because you know that you've met a you met a World Cup winning goalkeeper in Gordon Banks. You've also met a, a really, really nice guy. Um, unfortunately, I kind of sort of met him when he was sort of coming to the end of his life as well. Um, yeah. it's just those. It's just some. I've been very, very lucky to meet a lot, lot of uh, a lot of people, and mm. I just think when you have pictures with such yeah. as Gordon Banks. It just it just sends you a completely different message that yeah those are those are the photos you treasure. Yes, yeah, I've actually got well, it's not a signed picture of him, but it's an authenticated signature with his picture above on the wall. Um, yeah, one one of my moments that I was pleased to meet, and again, another true gentleman who who literally, when you go along to these meet and greets, quite often they are just. Shake your hand, take the photo, move on, and uh, yep. uh, and, that, and that's it. Uh, two that sort of weren't like that. One, believe it or not, was Paul Gascoigne, but um, the other one was Jeff Hurst. Another mm-hmm. true, and again from that same era, another true gentleman who had the time to spend to stop and talk to you. But um, yeah, unfortunately, we're in a different era now, aren't we? But, um... Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, that is another photo-level treasure. Um, it, it feels weird for a Scotsman saying that you got a, a picture with two World Cup uh, winning <laughs> players and Martin, Sir Martin Peters and Sir Jeff Hurst. But, again, that's a picture I'll treasure for, for a long, long time. And actually, in that convention, you had Martin Peters, you had Sir Jeff Hurst, you obviously had Gordon Banks as well. I also met Mark Selby that day, so that was uh, that was a little wow. bit of a uh, bit surreal as well. Yes, there's there's a gentleman who lives opposite me, John. He lives on his own, and he's not particularly into sport. But he was hoping uh, he'd put together a collection of all the signatures from the '66 World Cup, mm-hmm. and he was looking to sell it. And I'd mentioned it a few times on my shows. I thought. Could I could I afford that? Could I really, really get and it's five hundred quid and I and I just I just couldn't. But uh, yeah. Aldo is in. He says good evening, Doug. Hope you're good evening, Aldo. Have a great Christmas. Also love the Christmas themed intro music. Thank you. <laughs> that bit was me. <laughs> I'm so tempted as to whether to keep it because I absolutely love it. Um at Alan, see what did he pat? Oh, I think they're talking amongst themselves. Uh, yeah, Nicola, hi, Chris and Douglas. Hello to yourself, sir. Hello. Geordie is in. 
Good evening, Geordie. How are you? I love the fact that John was on earlier doing a Newcastle show, but you came into my Leicester Stat show. I love you, Geordie. <laughs> I love you to bits. Um, and Aldo says, evening, evening to you, Aldo. Uh, of course, these chats are coming up on both, uh, both myself and Doug's channel. Uh, big up, Doug, mate. Hope you well. Let's just catch up on these. Everybody's saying hello to everybody else. Uh, we're going to talk about Gapco in a minute, to be honest with you. Um, Mark, Marcus is back. Good evening, Marcus. Terry, uh, the refs spun the coin. Chris, you kicking left to right on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me representing Leicester, I tell you. Ah, Ant is in. Um, going for a good piss up tomorrow because the game is going to be painful. I am going to be watching it from behind the sofa, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I have actually already got, I should point this out, I have got, in case Liverpool, in case Liverpool score, but I have got the actual graphic ready for when Liverpool score. <laughs> So just get ready. I don't think I'll be using it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Pelly. Uh, yeah. Egyptian King uh, is in. Hello, Egyptian uh, King. David says, looking, good evening, David. Looking forward to finding out from Doug how we can beat Liverpool tomorrow. Weakness may be Alexander-Arnold defensively, and without Diaz on Giotto, uh, left wing might be a slight weakness. Got a couple of graphics to show you. Just Hannah is in. I Hello, Hannah. That, I guess that's Hannah. Um, yep. Reese is in and says, RIP, absolute legend indeed. Hayden is yep. in. Chris Welsh is in. Good evening, lads. Good evening, Chris. Hello, Hope Chris. You got over your, uh, your, your, love, uh, your love moment the other day. Um, Hope it worked all out for you. RIP, Pelly, yep, as we've said. Uh, Luca is in. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, is that graphic for Brendan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll get back in your cut, Ant. <laughs> Look, I've got to say, and I actually read this out yesterday because I was, I was, you know me, I can't multitask. I struggle to do one job. Uh, and I should say, sorry, I should say, by the way, uh, thank you to everybody that's watching. Doug, your channel, give your give it a snap. Well, no, 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 let me put my teeth in. Give details of your channel. Yeah, it's the Dogger Football channel on YouTube. Um, I'm also on Twitter at nrod underscore nine eighty two, and I'm also on Instagram at douglas.horn. Indeed, and I'm on Lester Till I Die TV on absolutely everything. So I'm easy, I'm easy to find. Uh, even if you just want to hug, uh, I'm here for you. Um Glasgow Red says, love the top dog. Yep, thanks, John. Um, it's probably our lucky kit. <laughs> it's probably our lucky kit this season. We seem to be winning more games in it than uh, than that stupid, uh, oh, whatever you want to call it, um, TV, like, pixelated. Oh, that, honestly, that, that away top is absolutely horrific. I must admit, I thought you were wearing that for a dare tonight, but uh, no, no, <laughs> Shane Hart says good evening and RIP again. But let me bring this one in. Uh, I mean, I did mistakenly, re I, I didn't 
completely read what it was and I read his name out. Oh, Lester after him. And that was about five, about an hour or so <laughs> after you'd done your show saying you'd got him. But 18 years, eight, he's going to get number 18 apparently. Cody Gakpo, 23 years old, left winger, PS3 Eindhoven. You have signed him from 106 first team appearances, 36 goals. He's played at literally every level of international football for Holland. And for the first team, he's made 38 appearances and 17 goals. But the fact that I've one fact that I've missed off there, which must please you more than anything, is that you stole him under the nose of Man United. Yeah. Um I think that's for the fourth consecutive time I think we've done it. Uh, we've done it obviously for Darwin Nunes, Thiago, um there was another one as well. Fabinho was another one, and obviously Cody Gakpo. I'm delighted. Mm. I'm absolutely delighted. Um, he is a very exciting signing. Um, we've obviously seen from the World Cup what he could do. Um, and I think that we now have a player who can play on the left-hand side. I think it's I think it's been one of our problematic positions this season, considering that when you know Luis Diaz is um, injured and obviously Diogo Jota is injured, we've had to obviously rely on Alex Oxley chamberlain not quite up to it at the moment. And then obviously you've got uh, Fabio Cavallo who's had to come in as well. So I think to have a very good player in Cody Gakpo, I think he's going to be, um, I think he'll be a very, very good player and a very good signing. But obviously we have to be patient with him. But the last Dutchman to obviously wear at number 18 was uh, Dirk Kout. Um So he didn't turn out too badly either. But no, it's a very exciting signing and it's always nice to get one over the Manx again. Yes, I'm sure that means more than anything. Uh, Ants maybe not overly impressed, just the shit Damari Gray. Um, <laughs> 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 a little bit of jealousy there, possibly, Ant? I don't know. Um, and uh, Hannah says she's looking forward to, to seeing him play. Um, yeah, I mean, an, an exciting prospect. I mean, thankfully... I don't know whether he would have played tomorrow night. It might have been too soon for him anyway, but he's not coming in until January. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got that to be thankful for. Um, talk us through, because you played the other day. You was it, Who was it? Uh, Villa you played? Um, yeah, Aston Villa. Yeah. yeah. Um, good performance, I'm, I'm presuming, because you came away with the points. Yeah, it's it was a much better performance than the Manchester City game. I think the Manchester City game was a kind of a... a it, it was described as a sort of a friendly sort of kind of game. Um, I mean, there's never a friendly between Manchester City and Liverpool game, but, you know, it was played at a pace of the friendly. It was played mm. at a sort of a pace of a, of a friendly. But Aston Villa, yeah, we got the early goal after five minutes and, you know, obviously got, you know, that second goal and, you know, went 2 a up pretty early on as well. I think we played really well. Um, you know, Villa were missing their first-choice goalkeeper, let's just be honest. He was he he he, he did. Uh, I think if had Martinez probably played, I think maybe the scoreline would have been a little bit different. But actually, I was very very pleased with our performance. Um, it's always a tricky place to go to Villa Park, um, and I was actually one of those that actually said, "Well, three one, I would take a I would take, obviously take a win against uh, an Unai Emery side." Um, we mm. had only actually ever beaten an Unai Emery side away from home once. And that was actually last season against Villarreal uh, by three goals to two. So this one a lot more comfortable. Um, and it's actually nice to see Mr. Um, Stefan Basetic um, on the score sheet as well. Only 18 easy years old. I think he's a... <laughs> yeah, easy for me to say. Um, so he's our third youngest um, scorer in the Premier League history. Wow. 
Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw much of the Leicester Newcastle match or even the fallout from it. Um, you you've got to you know you've got to be looking at that and thinking rubbing your hands. I mean, this has got to be you would be thinking three easy points for you. Well, I mean, your form before the World Cup, like forget obviously about the you know the seven or eight straight defeats in in, in a row where you where you were basically you know bottom of the table. You actually have put on a very very good run um, before the World Cup. Um, came and I think as well. You look at the look at the the teams you actually beat on the way there. there there's some very very good teams you beat on the way there. Mm. Um, yes, Jamie Vardy does love scoring against against us. I know he does. Um, well, he but, doesn't love scoring against. He's got one goal this season. So <laughs> yeah, that's that is that is the problem. But no, actually, the Newcastle result was a bit of a surprising one for me. I actually thought you might have got them on a on a good day, but mm. look, I think. Defensively, the worst possible start is to concede a penalty after what was it, 30, 60 seconds into the game, and then obviously you know Chris Wood scores a scores a penalty. I mean, people are saying that the the second goal. I mean, it's very good build up play, but I think you allow uh, Almiron way too much space to sort of trickle in and to to get that ball, and then the third goal is absolutely schoolboy defending. Um, I mean, that third goal, we, we, we'd sort of sorted out defending, I thought, from corners with our new uh, set-piece coach. I mean, the first goal, Valt Faze, our new centre-back, who's had brilliant start, but he had an awful, mind you, and everybody had an awful game. But, you know, to yeah. me, he, he was sort of in the, for the first goal, he played a really bad ball out, I think it was Sumare, who, who he could see had two players coming down on him, and yet he still passed the ball to him. You know, just boot the bloody mm. thing clear, which is what he's usually good at doing. And then um, it, it left Amarty in trouble, and, and he obviously committed the foul. The second one, not just phase, but do you remember the Maradona goal, the second one against England in the World yeah. Cup? Yeah. It was like that. Almiron just went through, and nobody would actually stick a tackle in on him. And he just yeah. went through and went, thank you very much. Uh, and at that point, it was game over, you know. And uh, mm. but, I mean, if you look at that, then, I mean, you, the table, I mean, you're sixth, which I've got to be totally honest with you, you're probably disappointed with, if truth be known. Yeah. Um, it has been a very up and start season, I would have to say. Up and down season, I would have to say. Um, when you think we can get like a good win against Manchester City, we then go and lose to Nottingham Forest. You know, it's been that kind of, yeah. obviously, if, if Luke's in the chat, it, you know, they've been going on oh, about that. that earlier and he mentioned that you were beatable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've got to, I've got to say, um, I think our Champions League form has been much better. Oh, there he is. Talk Hello, of the Luke. Devil. Talk of the devil. Hello, Luke. Um, I think we have been very up and down. Um I think, for, look, I'm not putting it as an, as an excuse or anything like that, but um, we have had three or four very, very good seasons. Uh, hello, Jade. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that. I think this season alone has been a season where it has, we, we didn't start very well. We did not start very well. 2-2 against Fulham. 
Um, then one one against Palace, and then we lost to Manchester United. Now that you know, those first three games is not very very good. Mm. Um, but then we sort of picked up a little bit, and again, I think the World Cup came at the wrong time for for us because I think we were we were in, we were actually in very very good form uh, going into the the World Cup. We are capable of putting a run together. We are very, very capable of doing that. We, you know, we, we saw last season that you know we lost to you guys on the 29th of December, um, and then we put up a very, very good run and you know put City very, very close again. But we cannot be, we can't be doing that this season. Um, we've lost, we've, we've dropped too many points, and the thing is as well, I think it's, I think it was Sir Alex Ferguson once said. You should only drop. You should be able only be able to drop five points a season, and I think we've dropped something like fifteen or sixteen points this season. Mm. It's, it's not good enough. It is not good enough. And you know, to be sixth is. I think if you if you have to say that we deserve to be there, yes, we do because we have been very very um, inconsistent. But as I said, Liverpool are one of those teams that could potentially go on a run. It's whether or not we do it. Yeah. And, I mean, for, for Leicester, exactly the same. You know, we had a mm-hmm. horrendous start. Yeah. Um, and if you look there, I mean, we, we've only actually scored six goals less than you. We don't seem to have, although it's not, you know, Madison has been our top scorer, who's now obviously out, and we'll talk about that later as well. But it's our, you know, we've conceded so many, you know, against sort of, you know, Villa, or, not Villa, Brighton, Arsenal and Spurs. Yeah. About 14 goals. It was it was all of them. Um, but when you look at that and then you look at the, the form, you know, we are actually above you on the form table. Um yeah. we both only lost two in the last five. Um we're ahead of you obviously on goal difference, but again, the World Cup came at a bad time for us. And if you're gonna come back and we've got Newcastle who you know third, second after they beat us. We've got yourselves away. Two very difficult games to come back from when you've had the disruption of the World Cup. Um, yeah. And you've got, like I say, a, a James Madison who... who I don't understand what's going on with him. I've got to be honest with you. Mm. You know, he, he left us... He had that injury in the West Ham game. He um, was cleared to go to the World Cup. England then cleared him to go to the World Cup. Obviously, they had the final say. He was then injured for the first two games. Yeah. Fairness wasn't picked for the third, which I totally understand because he, um, uh, you know, he he wouldn't have been, you know, match fit. Um, And then the next two games, you've now got to look and go, I mean, I know he was on the squad, you know, it was on the subs bench or have you, but... Was he still carrying this niggle? And now he, he then had a week off. He's then come back. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Newcastle fans were going like, well, he's not playing, he's coming to us and all that. But I just don't know what, what is up with him. And we have having so many injuries over... We, I mean, we never had these injuries before Brendan. And that's the worrying mm. thing. When you had Brendan, did you have with, with a lot of injuries with, you know, with the Liverpool squad? Um. Yes, to a degree, there was. Um, we. Um, I mean, Brendan Rodgers strikes me as a manager who 
He's only a sort of a two, three season manager. Um, when, like, his first season wasn't great. Uh, we finished eighth. We finished, I think it was eighth or seventh in our first season. Second season, obviously, that 13, 14 season was very, very good. Almost, almost won the league. And then he sells Luis Suarez and then he brings all these, all these players in. Like, I, I could probably name, name a few. Lazar Markovic. Uh, Dejan Lovren, Nathaniel Klein, Ricky Lambert. Like you replace Luis Suarez with Ricky Lambert. Like why? Like that. That. that that's what's. Um, that's what's really um, bad uh, about Brendan when he was. He was uh, at Liverpool. But um, there was an. There was a time where we actually had to play Steven Gerrard up front because um, we had a striker crisis. Um, so yes, we, we we are used to having um, injuries with, with Brendan. So I imagine how you're feeling as well. Yeah, I, I just you know um, we've got this fantastic training ground, and you know we just seem to be getting more injuries, and so many that aren't match related. If you like, uh, I just wonder what what's going. Is it too high intensity? It 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 could end up costing us, to be honest with you. But yeah, look, I mean. <laughs> This, this is the history, and again, the history would tend to say it doesn't make good reading for Leicester. Uh, 32 times we played each other in the Premier League. 17 wins for you, 10 of which have been at home, 9 for us, only 3 of them away, 6 draws. I mean, we'll come to predictions later. I've had to back my own team, but it, that's, that's my heart. My head saying, oh, God, if we turn up like we did against Newcastle, and we were awful, I think, you know... We think we still have, you know, the turkey in us. Uh, so we played like bloody turkeys, I'll tell you. It could be embarrassing. Yeah, it's... I think the fact that we've beaten Aston Villa um, away from home and looked very, very good, I think confidence will be high. Um, you know, I don't... I, I think to have Newcastle and obviously Liverpool um, before, like, before obviously the new year... Um, is you've you've been very unlucky in the in that yeah. part, but actually Liverpool against Leicester uh, in the Christmas period uh, is quite often uh, because I think that's now three out of the last four seasons we've actually played you at Christmas. Yes. Yes. Um, obviously us at your place, and obviously you come to you know you come to Anfield, um, uh, as well. So it's not uh, it's not uh, not unusual for us to be playing at uh, at Christmas. No. Um, no. Uh, it, it, it's as um, as regular as, like you say, having turkey, and they get stuffed as well. But I mean, you know, last year, you know, we should have knocked you out the Caribou Cup. Uh, we let it slip, yep. and you yep. know, it went to penalties. And fair play to you, won that. You then came to Leicester, and it was back against the backs against the wall. But we we won that one nil. And you see, this is what gets me with Rogers is that after that game, there was pictures of him with Hamza Chowdhury, who was playing an emergency centre-back. Yeah. And he's, sort of point, he's behind him, pointing at him and blowing smoke up his arse. And then we never saw him again. And <laughs> that mm. was right. And that's what I don't get with, 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 um, with, 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 with Rodgers. Soyuncu can't get a game for Leicester, and yet apparently he's good enough to go to... Atletico Madrid, who were sort of regular Champions League quarter-finalists. Um, although the rumours are we're now supposed to be trying to offer them a new contract because we're in such a shit position. 
Um, is Rogers on borrowed time? I thought he might have gone last year. I then thought he might have gone before the World Cup, but mm. he, he saved himself. It's just I don't know. I I I, I think he'll have the season, but I think it depends how we do this season. And Nate, just that you know, is injured. So I'm not sure if he's back at Leicester, but he is definitely, definitely injured. Uh, and talking about um, recent games, I normally only show last seasons, but forgive me for adding an extra game on here because we did actually win the one before that. So I just wanted to put that up. Yeah. <laughs> but these are the Premier League games, of course. Uh, you beat us 2-0 in February quite easily, if I remember. Yeah, that was one of those games where um, you guys actually started well, but we kind of got into our sort of stride, um, and it was it was pretty pretty comfortable in the in the end. Um, again, I think it was poor defending, uh, if I seem to remember as well, uh, yeah. for for that game. Um, so, look, it's it's just, it's it's one of those things as well. Um, but usually they're very very close games, and I. We'd probably expect a close, closer encounter tomorrow as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we. Leave. I don't mind losing if, well, obviously I don't like losing, but if we can at least, you know, put up a fight. Um, <laughs> I think. I, I spoke to you earlier. Oh, let's just sorry, just just have a look. Just going into this game, what our form is like. Um, yeah. Let me just bring that one up. Uh, I'm, I'm only, again only to make me feel better because it has got your Leeds and Nottingham Forest results up there. There you go, yeah. Luke. Just for you, mate. That's your Christmas present. Um, but <laughs> you, uh, I mean, that is you know you beat Spurs and yet you lost to Leeds and Forest. And I think it was Forest or Leeds that we did a watch along for. Yeah, we did both actually. We did both. Yeah, we did both. Was it? And I mean, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, and and I mean that from the nicest possible way for Liverpool because, okay, mm. if Leicester had lost those, you could kind of say, well, that, that's Leicester. But I, I just didn't recognise that Liverpool team that played those two games. No, definitely not. Um, those were some of the hardest watches of, of those games. Um, we just didn't turn up. We just we have a habit of basically going up to games. And just thinking that we could basically just come away with the result and we just don't turn up. We we have a habit of doing that. And the Forest, the Leeds, Leeds games are prime examples of that. Um and you know, fair play to Leeds. They they played really well that night and you know they deserve to win. Forest were fantastic against us at you know, the, the city ground deserved to win. Um so you know, if you do catch us on a a, a bad day, um then usually it ends up in a draw or a, or a loss. Do you, I mean, do you think, and I'm holding on to this, um, a bit like a monkey, a brass monkey holds on to his, uh, his privates when it's cold weather, the fact that you are beatable depending which which uh, which Liverpool turn up? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think defensively we're not the best. I think people would probably work that out. Uh, midfield, midfield changes changes like a baby's nappy like it changes constantly um forward line 
I mean, it's one of uh, like it's one of Nunes. Salah is a, a shoe in at, at right wing. Let me just say that he is a shoe in at right wing. And then it's a case of is it Firmino? Is it Nunes up front? And then usually it'd be Luis Diaz or Diogo Jota. Now we haven't had those players for. A while now. You lose Diaz, I think he's out till mid-February. I think Jota is out till mid-February as well. So not having them has been a bit of a a bit of a blow recently. Mm. Um, Firmino, uh, there has been a few wee murmurs that he could potentially make the bench tomorrow. Um, there is a few wee murmurs. Curtis Jones, he hasn't been he hasn't been seen for a, for a while, and. Um, Kanati, I think, is back tomorrow as well. I think the only real sort of injuries that we have are obviously the top three, Arthur, Luis Diaz and Diogo Jota. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at our injury side, James just... And this is what worries me, is that when players come back, they get injured, you know, almost... Are we bringing them back too soon? What's happening? James Justin is out and it'll be... A few months, I think, till we see him. Not sure when we're going to see Pierre, if ever again, to be honest with you. He's turning into a bit of a sick note. Ryan Bertrand, I hope we just don't see ever see him again. But uh, <laughs> Pratt went down against um, against Newcastle. Madison, we know. And Johnny Evans, I mean, he's 35. Yeah. And he, a bit like Vardy. Yes, he's experienced, but 35, how long can he carry on? And the problem with him for me is, he is becoming a bit of a sick note, you know. And when he gets yeah. in, it's not going to be like, say, um, a Dennis Pratt who's younger can get, you know, gets fitter and they get better. You know, I'm obviously in the 60s and I, I cut myself when it takes a month to sort of heal up, you know. As you get older, these things do take do take longer. Uh, and we're talking about offering him a new contract, for God's sake. You know, that's mm. how desperate we are getting. I hope Milner doesn't play because he always plays well against us. But he he seems to be. I mean, he'll be, he'll still be going when he's seventy, won't he? <laughs> uh, James Milner, that uh, ever reliable, uh, ever reliable player. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 just a phenomenal um, machine. He, he really, really is. Uh, Thirty-seven years of age, he still seems to be fit as a fiddle um, as well. I think he is doubtful for tomorrow. Um, mm. but no, he, he does have a good goal, goal scoring record against Leicester. I have noticed that. Um, I think he scored in one of the games, I think, at Anfield. I think that was a 2 1 win, and then I think he scored in the 4 0 win, um, in this in the sort of the title winning season. Um, from uh, actually, I, I do actually remember the one at um, the King Power because. Um, Mo Salah was, was had just been substituted, and James Milner basically had got gone on. Um, basically, with the boot, first first touch of the ball was to put the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah. he he is a very very good player. But the thing is, as well, he is getting on a little bit. Um, and if we're being honest, we can't really rely on James Milner. Like James Milner should be played in games of a League Cup, an FA Cup. Maybe a sort of a like a Champions League sort of like game that you're already through through in that that those kind of games anyway. But uh, I, I have to say that was one that uh, yeah, David, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. Brendan Rodgers did actually sign James Milner for Liverpool. Yeah, he, he does, and he does as I say like a goal against us. So if, no disrespect if he is injured, good. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I want to bring this up because this oops he says let me just because uh, this just shows when you score with obviously in the green and concede when it's in the red um uh, against us for the same you know we always seem to have bad starts to the game uh, sorry bad ends to the game usually yeah. on the 60th minute which is funny because that's when we make most of our substitutions and i'm sure there's something in there <laughs> that we we could uh, we could talk about um but you're, you're pretty sort of you know even with your uh you seem to concede either in the first 15 minutes or just before half time. Yeah, very, very annoying. Um, and we have a habit of conceding almost straight immediately after half time as well. It's it's been it's been a very, very funny season. And you know, obviously we we you guys having, you know, big, big defensive, you know, mistakes as well. Like we we've had big defensive mistakes as well. Um but that I mean that that graphic there. The fact that we do seem to score a lot of goals between the seventy fifth and ninetieth minute, um, yeah. and that's that's what kind of gets me a little bit uh, a little bit of a boost, um, basically. Uh, and I have I've noticed as well. You do seem to concede more goals in the sixty seventy fifth minute as well. Let me just show you this because this will actually show it up a bit more. Which is this is just Leicester, by the way. So that's yep. when we score our goals. Um, the majority is in the first 10 minutes. Uh, but look at when we concede 50%. 50% of the goals we concede are from the 61st minute onwards. Now, yeah, that's when worrying. You've got, when you've got a man, well, what is more worrying is that Brendan makes 90% of his substitutions on the 60th mm -hmm. minute. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, and his substitutions aren't brilliant. He had to take Pratt off because he was injured and bring Perez on, so he can't take any blame for that. He then decides, Well, we're three nil down. I know what I'll do, I'll just swap one striker for another. Yeah, he took Laka off, who wasn't doing very well, and brought Vardy on, who he stretched Newcastle a bit. But in the fairness, in the second half, Newcastle had, had gone down a gear, and then he waited till the 70th minute. And decides at that point, we're still 3-0 down, with 20 minutes to go, oh, I better make some substitutions. Yeah. And then in the last, I think it was five minutes to go, he decides to take off Sumare and bring on a defensive midfielder with Indidia. So I think he decided, let's hold on to the 3-0 defeat. And I'm like, yeah. you know, and it's worrying that when he... <laughs> and he's supposed to be this tactical genius... Is he fuck when you look at the fact that you got fifty percent of your goals are conceded after he makes his substitutions? Yeah, he had a habit of doing that at Liverpool. He had a habit of making some very, very strange um substitutions. I remember the Crystal Palace game <clears throat> and this was obviously the 2013-2014 season. It was a Crystal Palace game. We'd gone three 0 up. We go three no now instead of basically going for like the game and you know he decided to shop shop he decided to basically uh bring off um I can't no obviously I can't remember off the top of my head but there was one goal for them for for Palace where basically Glenn Johnson has got Yannick Balassi basically they, they they let they leave he left 
Glenn Johnson on the halfway line to deal with Yannick Bellassi. Now that, that was a big, big error because Yannick Bellassi is much, much quicker than, than Glenn Johnson was. So yeah. every time, every time we were going up for a corner, it would usually be the ball would go out to Bellassi and then Bellassi would go past Johnson. And that was where their goals came from. And we drew 3 3, and that, that was the game that obviously um went on to obviously lose us the lose us the league that, that season. So he does have a tendency to make some very weird um, decisions, Brendan. Yeah, he does. He does. And just to let you know, if anybody likes the films, there's a new film coming out. Um, it's about a child who doesn't believe in Santa. It's a remake. It's going to be called A Rebel Without a Clause. Yay! A <laughs> uh, couple of points here. Mr. B says, can I see any... Um, um, anyone signing in January? Uh, yes. Well, apparently he believes that we, we, we're going to go for another centre-back, a left-back and a right-winger. But, you know, hey, we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm not getting too excited until it's... I'm, I'm, I'm fed up with so many rumours. I'm not doing any shows about transfers until it's either been said by Fabrizio or it's been said sort of on Sky. Um Night. Um, Luke says no point making subs at three nil down. The game is dead and buried. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. It's not though. How many times have we seen teams come from three nil down? Newcastle have done it themselves. Um, mm -hmm. Was it Newcastle where everybody was walking out at three nil and they won four three or something? We were three nil down to Arsenal under Martin O'Neill and we um, or two nil. I mean, I think we ended up being three three. It isn't technically over at 45 minutes. At 70 minutes, I grant you, you're not going to get four goals. You're not even going to get three. But at 45 yeah. minutes, <laughs> you look at it and you go, well, it's still shit first half. Let's change it. Uh, Nate, now point for you here, Doug. Nate, I think Liverpool will still finish top four. Yeah, I do. I do think we'll still finish top four. Um I think Spurs are in a bit of free fall. I've got to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of uncertainty going over at Spurs. Um, seems to be a lot of uh, wee murmurs that the board are a bit divided over giving Conte a new contract, which baffles me because he's he's been their best manager for a long, long time, probably since Harry Redknapp, if I'm being honest with you. Um, Chelsea are there or thereabouts. Um, I think... Two of the top four positions are probably sewn up. I think Arsenal and Manchester United are going to be there. And then it's a case of uh, Spurs slash Liverpool slash Man United slash probably Newcastle, if we're being honest. Like Newcastle deserve to be up there. They've, they've been very, very good. Um, and actually, like we, we, I remember the days when actually Newcastle were actually finishing top four and getting Champions League. It would be good to see them back in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, and no disrespect, Doug, I can see Arsenal, Man City and Newcastle. They are three, mm -hmm. will be three of the top four positions in whichever order. Uh, as long as it's not Man City that finished top, I'll, I'd be quite happy. As long as see somebody else different do it. Um, yeah. And in fairness, Arsenal haven't done it for a while. Uh, they've kept the form up so far, so, you know, they, they could probably keep it going. Um, I then think it's between... Spurs, yourselves, and Man United. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I think Chelsea 
they're not out of it, but I just don't have the confidence of Chelsea under Graham Potter. He, he hasn't, in, no. you know, he hasn't given me much to believe in since he moved to Chelsea. To be honest with you, and I think, I think he'll be, he'll be not staying there very long. Um, no. Brighton will fall away. Now, I think, I mean, Man United getting rid of Ronaldo might actually be the best thing that they could have ever done. Yeah, because like what so. Arteta, yeah, like what Arteta did at Arsenal, he got rid of all the bad eggs, all yep. the troublemakers, uh, and that's all that. I don't think he should have ever gone back, to be honest with you. But you know, it was what it was. But I think it's the best thing he could have done. Does he have enough to? I mean, I, I was talking with the Man United fan the other day, Ash, who, who comes in a lot. And he thinks they could win the title. I mean, there's no way Man United will win the title this season at, at no, all. No, um, no. I don't think they've got enough, unfortunately, to... I think because they're in a rebuilding and you keep pinching the players that they want, I just wonder <laughs> whether they'll have any... So I think it could be between yourselves and Tottenham. And there's only five points between you. Um, yeah. You've got the slightly better goal difference. They've conceded a lot more goals. And it's Tottenham's to lose, let's be honest with you, but they can't keep... I mean, they were 2-0 down the other day, weren't they, to Brentford? Yeah. yeah. You can't keep doing that. And they've done that so many times this season. So I think I think it's been you and, you and Tottenham for that fourth, if I'm honest with you. Um, and I just think it's such a weird season. I just think it could go either way. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And as we said, it is a very, very weird season. But yeah, Spurs are a funny team. Like one minute they're they're fantastic. Like they'll put you know they'll put six past um, you know y- yourselves, and then they'll go on a wee run. They lose to Newcastle. Thanks for reminding us that, uh, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, and then they like go on a, a run of like losing really silly games. Like the new, Newcastle deserved their win against Spurs. Um, they won four three against Leeds. Like they were very fortunate to to, to win that. Um, they lost to Nottingham Forest in the cup as well. Like they're a very very strange strange side. And the problem with Conte is that he's a very good manager. But as soon as someone big comes in, like a Juventus, he'll be off because he he has been wanting to manage in Italy again for a long, long time. And for me, um, as soon as one of the big Italian clubs comes in, he's off. Yes, I mean, but I mean that's really. I mean, surely it's down to. Um... Uh, to to the board, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. if they want to keep him, at least sort of make him, you know, an offer to stay, if you like. Uh, I, I just don't think that. I think he has to be given time. I mean, how long has he been there? He hasn't been there a full season yet, has he? Uh, he came did he in, come on? He came in halfway through last season. Yeah, half halfway through when um, Pot, uh, no, 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 it was it got sacked. No, no, Espirito yeah. Santo, he got sacked, and then Conti came, 
came in. Now, I actually said at the time when Conte had been uh, appointed, I wasn't sure if him and Levy was going to work. Um, mm. Because one's a shrewd, a very, very shrewd businessman, and Conte likes likes to like use money to buy players. So it's getting interesting at Spurs, and I think they'll be one of the ones that do strengthen um, in January. I, I, I honestly do. Um, but it's whether or not they give them a new contract, and I'm, at this moment in time, I'm just not sure they're going to give them a new contract. No, no. It will be interesting. But I think if, if they do want him to do something, they've, 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 they've got to give him the time, haven't they? You know, Definitely, and, yeah. And, and that's it. Now, what I um, found interesting, I did actually m message you earlier asking you about a certain Mr. Henderson. Yep. yep. And I thought, what I'm going to do, because the show I did earlier was the preview show, which is purely just stats, nothing else. So... It can get, you know, as a guest, it's not always the most interesting thing. But I thought what I'd like to do is compare two players. So I thought what we could do is we could compare your midfield maestro, Jordan Henderson, against our midfield maestro, Yuri Tielemans. Yeah. And there is a site that will compare all the or certain. You can choose basically what you want to compare uh, against. Now... I actually compared one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine different headings. Who do you think came out on top the most? I think. I think if you were to base it on this season, I think Telemans would probably come out on top. It did. No, it is this season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it is, is this season. season. Yes, I, I think it's got to be Telemans. And and by how many would you say? I would say about maybe six, and maybe Henderson's got three. Well, on the ones that I chose, which I think I've chosen fair enough for sort of the roles that they play, because, again, if I was comparing defenders, I would be comparing different things and strikers and goalies, etc. Uh, but this is it. Um, nine to Yuri Tielemans, one to Henderson. I really, This really did surprise me. I mean, yes... Okay, Henderson has played one le three less games. You can't really count that as one of the the categories. But yeah, yeah. I mean, touches six six one to one one oh three, ball recoveries, you know, nearly double for for Yuri Tielemans. Uh, possessions lost. In fairness, Henderson wins on that one. He has lost. He hasn't got he hit the back of the net yet. Um, he hasn't had well. He's had less shots. Uh, his accuracy, wow. I mean, you know, shot accuracy is 29%. Wow. Uh, yeah. Only 12 chances created and passes attempted, 5-7-6. And to me, when I was looking at that, I don't think that's just the three-game difference. No, no. Um, Henderson's had a bit of a stop-start season, I would have to say, um, as well. But I've seen Yuri Tillemans a lot of times um, this season, and Yuri Tillemans definitely has an eye for goal. Uh, I think we have to be wary of that um, tomorrow because I think as soon as he gets a, 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 a lot of space in that midfield, he will go for a, a shot. Um, so he, he, he is very, very capable, um, Tillemans. Um, I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about, obviously, whether you'll keep him or, or, or not. But, um, I mean, the Arsenal Rivers have gone quiet. I mean... 
you know, no, I, new, I it's, it's the Newcastle rumours now. <laughs> no, it's a Newcastle. Yes. And also, allegedly, we are talking to him about a contract. I mean, to be honest, I don't know what's going on, to be honest with you. Um, I just mm. wish it, it, I wish, well, I think the club probably know. Let's be honest. I think the club would, yeah, you know, they would know before, for, before any of us. But I just wish, like I say, to me, Harry Maguire knew he was going, said, Look, you know, you've got me where I am. I was at Hull, I was relegated. You came and got me. We know Man United are interested in me. I want to go eventually because I'm a Man United fan, but I don't want you to lose out, which you will in another year's time. Uh, yeah. Let me sign a contract, stick a load of clauses in it. Um, but at least that way, you know, you'll get some money for me. And that's why we were able to hold out for 80 million. Uh, why Yuri can't do that? Because all he's got to do is sign the contract. Um, everything's settled then. And all he's got to do is put in, right, if, you know, for 30 plus million, I can talk to a club if I want to. If it's a yeah. club that's playing in Europe, I can talk to them if I want to. But, you know, mm. you see, but, uh, but this is bad news. I'm afraid. Um, have you seen the officials for tomorrow's oh, game? No, I haven't. Are you ready for this? Mr. Paulson oh. is the man in the middle. But yeah. the fourth official is Mr. Maidley, which I suppose he can't really do too much hassle there. I'm not sure because it didn't tell me who the... Um, uh, the, the VAR guy is, but I thought I thought you'd be chuffed with those uh, those choices. Not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Pawson is probably the he's the less of the of the bad bunch. I would have to say, probably. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not one to like to obviously talk about referees and and all this and all this nonsense, but. I'm just hoping for a very good game tomorrow. I'm hoping for no VAR controversy because um, there's been a lot of it in Scotland. I don't have to say that. There's been a lot of it in Scotland um, this week and over the festive period, there's been a lot of um, really debatable decisions. So I'm, I'm just hoping for a very good game, hoping for a very fast-flowing game, and I'm just hoping for a, a really good game that we don't see any decisions being made by VAR. Yeah. It's not gone down well in Scotland, has it? Nope, it has not. Um, managers are speaking about left, right, and centre. Um, yeah, good one, Neil Doncaster or some somebody Maxwell, I think his his name is. Yeah, good decision to bring it back to bring down to Scotland. Mm. Now, let's 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 finish with this because what I would like you to do is to pick your starting lineup for Liverpool. I'm not doing a joint eleven. Because I don't, I don't like doing those. But let's do your starting eleven, and I'll do Leicester afterwards. Um, so, okay. if you are you up for this yet? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Scotland has VAR now. Ask Hannah. I know it's yep. hard to believe. Apparently, although I haven't had this confirmed, they've got electricity as well now. But <laughs> I don't. <laughs> 
I couldn't confirm that. I couldn't confirm that. All we do know is that they have Nicola Sturgeon, and to be honest with you, they deserve Nicola Sturgeon and VAR. What can I say? But uh, right, let's have a look at this. And you have to bear with me because my spelling is absolutely shite. Um, what formation do you uh, would do you think he's going to play? Uh, I would imagine you'll stick to four three three. If I'm being honest, right. In that sort of formation that is there? Uh, yes, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in goal, I'm presuming we're going for Alisson, are we? Yeah, definitely. It will be, it will be Alisson. Um, to be fair to Kelleher, he, he has been very, very good. But for me, Alisson is definitely number one. Okay. Let me just see if I can find him. And guys watching in the chat, get your starting 11s in the, in the in the comments as well. There he is. Okay, so uh, and the same, yeah, and the same for for obviously for Leicester as well. Um, then we've got for your left back. Who do you think will be at left back? Uh, left back will be Andy Robertson. Um, he broke the assist record. Um, and has more assists than any fullback in Premier League history. Oh, there we go then. Uh, well deserved of his place, um, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and his opposite number? I mean, there is a sort of a, a, a thing to maybe go for Gomez at right back, but I think it will be Trent Alexander-Arnold. Okay, You can't see me feverishly typing away because I blocked it off. <laughs> Thankfully, trying to uh, trying to make sure I get the spellings right. Okay, and then your centre back, sir. It'll be Van Dijk and Matip. Um, I think Konati is definitely going to be on the bench. I don't think he'll start because obviously he he played in the World Cup final, um, for France. So it'll definitely be Van Dijk and Matip. And don't forgive me if I put them the wrong way round. Nope, um, that's right. That's right. That's okay. okay. So your centre midfield, as which is, I suppose, your defensive midfielder. Yeah, Jade actually had a good question, actually. Um, hi, Duxton Chris. Would you start Bassetich on Friday or save him yes, for Brentford? Yeah. Also, rest in peace, Pelly. Um Look, Basitich did well to come on and score. He did really, really well to um, to, to score. But I think keep the same midfield that we had against... Um... <laughs> oh, very good, very good. Um, I think it'll be the same midfield. I'm going to go Fabinho for the uh, defensive midfielder. Um... And then let me... Um... Now, that is one that I'm not very... Oh, yeah, F-A-B-N-O, F-A-B. There we go, yeah. The problem is, of course, I don't recognise them when the picture comes up, so... Yeah. <laughs> and then on the, the, the left of him? Uh, that will be Thiago Alcantara. Um, he, he'll, he'll definitely be at the left of Fabinho. Oh my God! You're just picking him because you know I can't probably spell him, don't you? Um, <laughs> a lot. T 
Uh, I'm going to just put Tiago in. Yeah, yeah, and then on the right hand side, I think it'll be Jordan Henderson. Henderson. There we go. Okay, so um, those are your defenders and your midfielders. So the, the uh, to the left of your main striker. This is where I think it gets interesting because if Firmino is fit. I I think he starts. If he isn't, then I think left winger is going to be either Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain or potentially uh, Fabio Carvalho. I am going to go for... I think Carvalho will start. I'm going to go Fabio Carvalho. Honestly, you're so impressed with my spelling, aren't you? But I say I do have the Premier League website open. <laughs> oh, I'm no fool. I've been caught out. I have to have it open just so I can spell Ineacho. But um, <laughs> uh, and on the right of your main striker, yeah, it's got to be more Salah. More Salah for me. People, are, people are. No, because apparently he's on a record tomorrow. Um, that he's after, I forget who it was, but he was after somebody's record of equaling the number of left footed goals scored against Leicester City. Oh, really? Oh, I did not know that. There we go. No, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, it's probably one of the lesser known. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the most goals with the left foot. <laughs> Really? Wow, I mean, I mean, the thing, the thing is, for for people saying about Mo Salah, he is like people are saying he's having a very, very poor season. He still has twenty two goals in all comps this season. Yeah. Um. So if that's a bad season, then he mm. he must be doing something right. Indeed. Um. Who are we going to start up front then? Who's going to be your main striker? <sighs> I. I mean, I think it'll be Darwin Nunes uh, that will start up front. Um, he isn't having the best of luck in front of goal at the moment. He seems to be snatching at chances. Um, but if you do get him on a good day, he does score a um, few goals. Um, so I, I am going to go for uh, Darwin Nunes up front. So there is your team. Uh, and fairness, not... <laughs> There's a team that's worrying me. So you've got Alice, you've gone 4 3 3, Allison in goal, Robertson and Alexander Arnold on the, the wings, Van Dyke and Matip in uh, the central defenders, uh, Thiago, Fabinho, and Henderson are your midfielders, and Carvalho, Nunes, and Salah are up front for you. Looking very strong indeed. Now, let me, shall I do, shall I do mine now, shall I? Um, yeah, go ahead. Let's have a look and just see if the, I've got to remove them individually. Brilliant. Okay, here we go. Shane, Shane is saying Alison, Trent, VVD, Konati, Robertson, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, Salah, Nunes, Carvalho. Wow. I'd be very surprised, Shane, if, if uh, Konati does start. I would be very, very surprised if he does start. Because um, Zerini has just been, I think he's just back from the, the World Cup as well. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he starts. I think you may potentially see Kanai start at Brentford than he, uh, than he does tomorrow. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so let's have a look at the Leicester one. Uh, now, uh, Facebook user, not sure who that is because it doesn't come up with the name, but they've gone Ward, Amati, Cags, Faze, Castagna, Tielemans, Madders, if playable, uh, Indeedy, Barnes, KDH and Vardy. Madders is not playable. He won't be anywhere near the team, I do not believe. Um Basically, our team, uh, you know when you say like a team picks itself, and it doesn't pick itself because they've been playing that well, but mm -hmm. it's just because they <laughs> we haven't got an awful lot of choice. Um, so left back, it's got to be Luke Thomas again. Um, he's Yeah, what, what have you made of him? There's been a lot of uh, people on social media that mm. haven't been really very, very freezing of Luke Thomas. You know what? Leicester, Leicester players, Leicester fans always like to have a player that we can pick on. Yeah. Um, and it was it was Chilwell. Apparently Chilwell wasn't good enough as a as a left back for us. Uh, and yet we got 50 million for him. And he very nearly took the, the FA Cup from us. And mm -hmm. he's also, when he's fit, he was at that point England's main... Um, you know, <laughs> left back. So, uh, Luke, I mean, it was funny because I did a review of the Newcastle game and when I did it with the fans, they didn't like Thomas at all. Mm. When they did it with uh, Julian Watts, who used to play for Leicester City, funnily enough, as a defender, <laughs> as a right back, he was the one that crossed the ball for Clarish to shin it in against Palace in the playoff final. Uh, he yeah. says that's the, only, the only, that's the only thing he can claim on to from his footballing career, and he's hanging on <laughs> to it with, with both hands. Um, and he, he, he said Luke Thomas had a very good game. So it's funny how the two sides of it, the ex-process, actually what I saw in him, I thought he played really well, and the fans are going, he was rubbish sort of thing. Uh, and in mm. Facebook, you stick your name on the end, Facebook user, so I know who you are because it doesn't show. Uh, I would never have Thomas in that left back position against a strong Liverpool team. Too many mistakes for my liking. One for the future, but not right now. Okay, so tell me who you would have in that position because there's nobody else. So it will probably have to be three at the back going into a five, which if we go mm. like that against Liverpool. Liverpool are going to hang us out to dry. Three at the back, we cannot play three at the back. If we're going three at the back, then it almost brings Vestergaard into the equation. Um, and 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 I just don't, I just don't think I can't, I can't do three at the back. I'm sorry because we're absolutely shite when we do that. Uh, so yes, he is one for the future, but. You know, Ryan Bertrand, Bertrand's not Bertrand. That's his French cousin, Mr. Bertrand. Uh, Ryan Bertrand isn't available. Uh, James Justin is injured, as is Pierre, which would allow Castagna to go over to the other side. So it's a case of, as I said before I started doing this, needs mud, must. And you mm. are joking me here. And, and fair enough, I'm going to say it's your opinion and you're entitled to do it and I respect it. But a Marty at left back? I do not he believe... ever played at left-back? No, I, well, I'm going to have to give you... I don't know who you are, Facebook user, because it doesn't bring your name up. But you are going to have to have one of these, I'm afraid. I don't believe it. 
I, I, I mean, when we were struggling at the start of the season, Amati was playing left centre back. Yeah. We conceded, was it five against Arsenal, six against Spurs, five against Brighton? And you want to put him as a left back? I don't know what you're drinking, mate, but I'll have I'll have a couple of pints of it, please. <laughs> but respect your opinion, but I just don't know where where you're coming from with that one. I really, really don't. Um Yeah. I, I really don't. Um and like I say, it's about opinions, that's football for you, and respect yours, mate. So at right back, it's got to be Castagna. I can say so many of these are um Spell yeah. Um, Gary's just just put his team in the chat. He's gone Ali, Trent, Phillips, Van Dijk, Robertson, Thiago, Fabinho, Ox, Elliot, Nunes, Salah. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I'm going to be a little bit, a little bit. Um, am I going to go here with the team that I think he'll play, or the team that I want him to play? Hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. Um, cool. I'm going to go with phase there. Mm-hmm. Um, and but on this one, sod it. He's good if he's good enough for uh, Atletico Madrid. Then he can play Cags, are you? I'm going to put Cags. It's it's the combination I've wanted to see all season. It really, mm. really is. Um, and, I mean, it will certainly be a hair-raising back too, I'll tell you, with them two. Hey. They can't go up for the same ball, otherwise they'd have to spend 10 minutes untangling their hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the Liverpool players will be shouting, watch out, uh, one of them's on you. I don't know which one it is. Uh, or Brighton possibly is. Uh, but again, he's never played on the left, Nate. He's you could you could put Castagna over and put him on put Old Brighton in, but I don't like Old Brighton as a as a defender. I'm sorry. Um No. But you want to put Luke Thomas at left back when he got destroyed against Newcastle within the first half hour. I counted seven times he got outpaced and outclassed time. But like I say, Facebook user, you still not put your name, so I don't know who I'm talking to. But the ex-pro said he had a good game, uh, and they kind of know a bit more than us, uh, in fairness. And, and that ex-pro happened to be a defender. Um, yeah. I just think, do you take a left back? Let's be honest with you. Last season. You know, he's played in Europe. He scored yeah. goal. He scored against Man United when he shouted to Vardy to leave it. Um, so, do you know, I just I just think what you lose by, or, or sorry, what you gain by taking Luke Thomas out, you lose by putting a Marty in that position. He's never, mm. ever played in that position. And yet you want to risk him against Liverpool to throw your argument back at you. Um, Luke says uh, Faye shouldn't play for me, especially after the last game against Newcastle. But again, he'd had some brilliant games up until then. 
He was part of the reason yeah, it's, things round. Yeah, it's it's one bad yeah. game. Like yeah. vote vote phase has been very very good, but the games I've I've obviously watched, um, you know, he, he he seems to he seems to you know he's got my man of the match a couple of times whenever I've been yeah. doing you know your 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 you know your Leicester watchalongs. Um, yeah. He had he has had one bad game, so it doesn't mean for him to just be completely dropped um, completely. So no, I think. Um, I, I I think I think it'd be right to keep uh, keep vote phase in there. Evening, uh, Jeff Fox to Fox report. I hope you are well. Thank you for tuning in, mate. Um, when you say Fox to Fox, is that a Leicester fan? It is a Leicester fan, is all it? the way from America. Well, welcome, Fox. How the devil are you? Don't forget, if you're new to either of our channels, give it a subscribe. The Dugout Football Channel um, is is Dugs. Go over there. Great channel. So, so you do sometimes need subtitles. But apart from that, it's a great <laughs> channel. Get over there and support it. And if you're new to if you are a Leicester fan, you want to follow me, getting a subscription would be great off you, mate. Um Andreas, we can't lose Madison to Newcastle. To be honest with you, I think if he, his, him getting injured at this time might not be a bad thing. Um, yeah. Tags so well against Man City, the only game he's played in. I think he did. I I, I, I don't understand why he's not playing. Uh, like I said, the rumours are... No, I, to, be honest with you, to be honest with you, Chris, I have no idea why Kegler Sionshu is not playing. Um, and I remember that Manchester City game. I did it with you and you know that that was the game where it was only decided by a wonderful free kick by Kevin yeah. De Bruyne. But apart from that, I think I think Leicester played really really well that day. And Kegler Siunchu for me was probably man of the match. If we're yeah. being honest, yeah, no, he did well. You know the fact that we 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 only let you know them get that one goal from an amazing free kick. He did his job. Um, now I'd have Samara. I know a lot of people are going to be calling for Indeedy back. Uh, but I just prefer Sumari. I really do. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, again, you're saying here, wouldn't you want to? I mean, indeed, again, it, it, it's personal choice, Facebook user. Uh, there's a lot, there's a big, big argument. And I would not be surprised if we don't see Indeedy back. I really don't. But I just think at the moment, Indeedy, to start a game, when he's not really had that much weight, well, hasn't had any pitch time at all, let's be honest with you, this season, really, apart from the odd subs bench for like 10 minutes, do we want to start him against a Liverpool side? Uh, yeah. So for me, Sumari gets it. So, so the thing is, indeed, what indeed he does is indeed he can, he's, a, he's an amazing tackler. And... Yeah. Um, and... and where Samari can do that, but he's got more movement than indeed he has. He can do more with the ball. Fox to Fox agrees with me there. Uh, so I say it's all about opinions. Uh, I'm all in for Samari. Indeed, his time has passed. I don't know if it would go that far, but yes, I think he's the one that um, uh, did it. Yeah, uh, everybody has a bad game. It was a very costly mistake, which ultimately gave Newcastle the points. And thing is, though, mate, three. Three goals were conceded. You know, it's yeah. 
you know, even if he'd been on form, uh, and we we lost us we lost the Spurs six two, and our man of the match that was given not only by us but by a lot of the of the, of the big agencies, the Leicester man of the match was actually about phase. I mean, phase, yeah, sixteen, you know. But anyway, on the left, it's going to have to be used by Hall. Uh, unfortunately, I say a lot of this is di- dictated by who is available. Um, on the other side, let, we've got to make the most of him while we've got him. Uh, he was played in a lot deeper role uh, against Newcastle. Um, but I think we need, we need to push him forward. That's where he's, he's most threat. When he's, when he's sat back, he isn't a threat. I would love to see two up front. I really would. Um, on the left, he's going to have Barnes. Um, now then, um, I'm going to be controversial here because on the right wing, a lot of people would normally say Madison. And if he was fit, definitely 100% he would be in there. Um, that leaves Perez. Mm. He's had a couple of good games this season. In fact, even even Julian Watts, the ex-player, was saying he played well in fairness in spells against Newcastle, which yeah. means I'm never having um, I'm never having Julian back on the channel. He, he knows that now. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. We joke about Perez and we say like you know if Newcastle want Madison, the deal is that they've got to take Perez as well. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that's just the, that's just the deal. You got to have him back. But there's a, we know there's a good player in there, but we just need to see him more than just in spurts. So mm. I am actually going to go. And let me just type this one out. Never find. It. I don't know why it's. Uh... Now then, are you, are you ready for this? Yeah. So. I'm going to put Kelechi out there. I knew you were going to put him there. Do you know mm-hmm. that? I knew you Probably were going to put him there. It took so long to type him out. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I just... I want to see two up front. Kelechi cannot play on his own up front. No way can he. No, he no. Play that ball. However, in a two, like I said before, he has played so brilliantly before. But if he plays just off that um, uh, it, uh, what, what he can do without the ball... Is not appreciated with Kelechi and Acho. Uh, and what he does with the ball, you know, he creates a lot of space. For a big guy, he has a, a really good touch with the ball. And yeah. when he comes on as that extra striker behind the first, you know, the top striker, you know, it does make a difference. It's almost like a link up. Now, obviously, like I say, Madison, if he was fit, would get there. Um uh, Facebook user off the bench Perez is a decent player but too inconsistent for starting 
Uh, Fox to Fox has said, I think Perez will play the right wing better than Kelechi. Kelechi doesn't want to come back to defend. He doesn't, but for me, what Kelechi does is he defends from the front. Mm. Uh, I have a feeling, Nate, like you say, that Perez will start. Now, the problem is, who do I go up front with? Yeah, this is go, this is where it gets interesting. Do I go Vardy or do I go Daka? It's going to be one of the two, and whoever it is will play. Um, they will play seventy minutes and probably get changed. Um, yeah, Daka again. A, you see, to me, we got Daka a year too late. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, uh, we should have had him the season before when Vardy was still reasonably banging them in and getting the goals. Yeah. A bit like Soyuncu, ready to take over from Maguire. And I think we got him a bit late. And he hasn't had that time to settle in. And I know you know he's been here like you know quite a while now, but it still takes a while sometimes for some players to settle in. Fafana did it straight away, but to me it it doesn't always happen. Yeah. So who do I think is going to start? Hmm. Got a feeling you'll go for Vardy. Yes. Do you want the job as Leicester manager? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that um It's our experience, it's, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Uh, again, um, Facebook user has said, uh, Daka never, Vardy 100%. Daka for me is a fantastic uh, European Cup player. He hasn't settled in that long enough and needs to quicken up. And I think he's very fast. I think he's very fast. He just needs to get that last touch right, you know. Um, yeah. And again, you know, the argument is like with an Acho, you know, we saw the best of him when he was starting all the time as that regular alongside Vardy, you know, because he's yeah. getting regular game time. But, you know, a lot of that is, I mean, you know, look at who we haven't put in. Iverson, you're not that experienced yet. Vestergaard, God, no. Um, Mendy, you know, he's a possibility. Or Brighton, Daka. And then after that, you're just talking about, you know, youngsters. So... Mm. It's almost like his hand is being played, but um, there we go. But that's my team. You had your team. Uh, oops, a daisy. Everybody disappeared then. Um, <laughs> always, always do that. Let's get there. We go. So that is our teams. Uh, I think you you are going to to win. Score predictions. Everybody, get them in the chat. Um, this is what. We all were, everybody went for Newcastle and we all got our fingers burnt. So Brad has gone 3 1 to Leicester. I've, I've gone for a goal fest. I've gone 3 2 to Leicester. Um, simply because I think we'll concede a couple of goals, but I can't, you know, with my heart says, got to go for Leicester every time. Uh, yeah. Craig has gone 1 1. Uh, then the ex players, Taggart, Jerry Taggart has gone 3 2 to yourselves. Yeah. What a turn, Cote. You know, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, Ian Marshall's gone 3 1. I think that's the Evertonian in him, possibly, though. Um, Ian Coulson has gone 2 0 to, to yourselves. 
he's Scottish and you know what those Scots are like. Uh, Steve Linitz has gone 1 1, and Steve Walsh has gone 2 1 uh, to you. Now, none of us got, they got any points at all on, on the board on Wednesdays. Somebody's going to get some points here because we've got, well, me and Brad are sticking by the team. Come on, Brad, you know. Uh, it's a bit frightening when you think you've predicted Belgium to win the F uh, the World Cup, but there we go. Um, your prediction, Doug? Uh, I think it'll be a very close one, uh, but I think what will happen is I think you will probably um, you'll probably start well and then sort of sort of tire towards sort of the the, the end. I'm going to go. I think we'll win 3-1. I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. You're going to go 3-1. Well, you're being kinder than Gary Richard is. who's gone 5-0 to Liverpool. Yeah, it's not going to be 5-0. No, no way. <laughs> oh, you, you, you're a decent man, Doug. You're a decent man. Um, no. Having said that, who knows after if we, if, I say, if the old uh, um, Newcastle-Leicester turn up. It could be. Mm, that's could, true. You could get the 9-0 and equal the record. Doug, thank you so very much. We are going to be back, and this is what is coming up um, on our next show, which we, again, are doing together. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. And also on, of course, the Dugout Football Channel, because it will be another joint presentation uh, although we will be sitting on different sides of the fence, um, but I will—you might not see me because depending how it goes, I could be below the fence line. <laughs> <laughs> but tomorrow night at half seven for an eight o'clock kickoff, I'm not hopeful. Uh, but Doug, I guess you are. With people want to tune in via yourself, how do they do that? Yeah, my YouTube is the Dugout Football Channel on YouTube. It's been a pleasure doing uh, this tonight and I'm uh, looking forward to uh, joining you tomorrow for the live watch along. Uh, guys, if you obviously if you already haven't already, please subscribe to my channel and also to Chris's channel um, as well. Uh, it does a very, very good job. He is closing in on 1.7k. I have noticed the numbers are going up and up and up, Mr. Christopher. So you're doing really, really well. So please do get um, up to 1.7k. You can also find me on Twitter, nrod underscore 982, and you can also find me on Instagram at douglas.org. Yeah, thank you very much. Make sure, again, if you're a Leicester fan, Nip over and sub, uh, sub to uh, to Doug. It's a great channel. Uh, doesn't just do Liverpool content. Does prediction shows and watch alongs and everything else. Uh, I don't. It was the Caribou Cup draw that just went absolutely bananas. Um, mm. Nine point two. It finished up on. God knows where those people came from <laughs> to watch. <laughs> The Caribou Cup draw, which I've never had to sort of, you know, when they say, like, if there's a gap, you've got to fill. Well, I was filling for, like, 45 minutes until they bloody started the thing. So, thank God there was a few in. Doug, I will see you tomorrow, sir, at 7.30. Thank you very much for, for popping on. As always, it's been a pleasure, sir. No problem. See you tomorrow, mate. Cheers. Cheers Take mate. care. Bye-bye. Thanks to Doug there. Make sure you get over to Dugout Football Channel uh, and give him a sub if you have not done so already. And if you are new to my channel, Lester Till I Die TV, it's the same on whichever social media you go on. You will find 
me at that. Give me a sub as well. And also, again, whichever, doesn't matter which one, you whether you're watching on myself or watching on Doug, if you have subscribed, please press that like button. It really does help. Um, uh, it gets us onto um, platforms and people's homepages so they see us that don't sub and hopefully spreads it around. Diego, thank you very much, sir. Very kind words. Well done, all. Nate, we'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. Adios, amigos. Another great show. We are two days off this. This is Chris from Lester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Happy New Year. Have a good one if we don't see you tomorrow. Otherwise, I will see you at 7.30 on this channel and on the Dugout Football channel. Get subscribing. Thanks very much for joining in the chat tonight. I will see you tomorrow half past seven. Take care. Stay safe. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. 
shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.